This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the newspapers of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. Peace at Palace. That was the big headline sprayed across page one of the San Francisco Chronicle on March 8, 1964. 167 civil rights demonstrators had been arrested at the Sheraton Palace Hotel on Market Street. It was the biggest mass arrest in San Francisco history. The anti-Vietnam protests hadn't kicked in yet. And now, the protests were over. The demonstrators had won. The ad hoc committee to end discrimination had been picketing for two days to force San Francisco hotels to agree to fair hiring practices. Comedian Dick Gregory was there. The Chronicle referred to him as ubiquitous. Mayor John Shelley called together the San Francisco Hotel Employers Association and the protesters to negotiate a settlement. At 3.30 Saturday morning, the 7th, as hundreds of demonstrators hung around the palace lobby, the announcement came. No deal. That's when the demonstrators' young leaders called on picketers to block the doors, a move that would invite police action. This was against the counsel of their older advisors, including Terry Francois, the NAACP leader who would soon become the first black member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Warren Hinkle, who would spend the next five years as the editor of the leftist Ramparts magazine, wrote this lead in a sidebar in the Chronicle. This is what it was like in the palace at 4 a.m. yesterday, James Greer, the 42-year-old owner of a medical supply firm in North Hollywood, stood arms akimbo at the edge of a solid block of some 250 pickets, squatting in the carriage entrance to the Sheraton Palace Hotel. "'I want to get out,' he yelled. "'Are you going to let me out?' "'No!' the pickets roared back. "'Nobody gets out.'" The mass arrests followed. Among those taken in, future San Francisco District Attorney Terrence K. O'Hallinan, then a law student at Hastings College, and another student, 21-year-old Mario Savio of Berkeley, who six months later would emerge as a leader of the free speech movement. The gambit worked. On Saturday morning, Mayor Shelley announced an agreement between the demonstrators and the city's 33 biggest hotels. The agreement ran in full in the paper. Here was its most important clause. The policy of the association is that employee selection and promotion respecting all job categories are determined solely upon the basis of the qualifications of the individual for the job in question, without reference to race or color. The Chronicle's George Draper wrote a profile of the leader of the ad hoc committee to end discrimination. Her name was Tracy Sims, and she was 18 years old. She graduated from Berkeley High School and then dropped out of SF State after one semester to focus on her civil rights work. Draper wrote that she was serious, rarely smiled, and often talked the way a tough soldier talks about battles. This was the fifth time she'd been arrested in a demonstration, but she said she didn't think the number of arrests proved sincerity. Consistently showing up and doing the work, she said, 
that's what's important. Not just being there when the action is hot. Tracy Sims said the protesters' decision to get arrested was a good one. I don't think the arrests are detrimental to our cause, she said. I think they show everyone that the fervor for civil rights has finally struck the North. After the agreement was read and Sims shouted, We got everything we asked for! The demonstrators carried her out of the Palace Hotel on their shoulders. She showed the effects of 50 hours without sleep, the Chronicle reported. She wept. According to blackpast.org, Tracy Sims never again participated in civil rights protests. She moved to New York later in 1964, graduated from Rutgers, and spent 25 years as a teacher in Newark, New Jersey. She's now known as Tamam Tracy Moncur. In 2008, she published a memoir, Diary of an Inner City Teacher. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century. <laughs>